We begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast. We pay our respects to the Elders past and present. We extend our respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Hi guys, welcome to Bumps and Besties, a podcast about navigating the journey to motherhood through fertility struggles, friendship, and all the bumps along the way. I'm your host, Lexi, along with my co-host and bestie. Hi, I'm Amy. Our podcast is here to explore the often tricky, usually emotional path to motherhood through the lens of two besties on two different paths. Laugh with us, cry with us, and know wherever you're at on your journey, you're never alone because your besties are here and we have your back. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bumps and Besties. Good morning. Welcome back to another show. Today, we are doing something a little bit different. Yes. Um, we won't listen to a range of other podcasts, but yesterday we heard one that got, well, I know it got me a bit riled up. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the, probably the first time that we have both listened to a podcast and been like, oh, this is right now zeitgeist. Like, Definitely had is, some feelings about it. Yeah, this is happening right now. Let's jump on the pod and we're recording a little bit earlier today as well because little man is turning one on friday so our Time usual has flown friday scheduling is not going to work because we are going to be full party mode mm-hmm. so we wanted to jump on here and today we are talking about fertility privilege so if you guys listen to mama mia out loud you would have heard the girls on monday have a chat about elizabeth day who's a podcaster media personality in the uk and they did a an episode or part of an episode on her recent journal and her thoughts and feelings on what she calls fertility privilege i will start by saying this is conversations not to shame anyone no um, i think a lot of the thoughts the mama mia girls actually had are on par with kind of where we're sitting definitely. um but there were some points of the conversation that definitely got me a bit going oh and we thought we just want to have a chat about it get your perspective yeah. on it um and just basically discuss what's going on i know i listened to it in the car and i was talking to my radio in the car as i was listening <laughs> to it because i was getting that in the feelings about it (laughs) yeah absolutely and i think it's definitely so on par with what we're talking about i mean last week we talked about the fears of that first trimester and it's definitely something that i don't think had crossed my mind like in the midst of all of my own personal fears of things i other than you obviously i didn't sort of stop and go oh if i put my pregnancy announcement up are people going to take offense to that it's the first time i've ever had that as a thought process yeah so the mama amigos have summed it up really well so we'll play you a bit of a a couple of clips from their podcast earlier in the week so you can kind of hear what we were listening to um we'll play a bit of that for you and then we'll discuss i was introduced to the term fertility privilege over the weekend in a column by Elizabeth Day. Day is the host of How to Fail, a brilliant UK podcast, and she's a really successful author and journalist who has been really open about her long-standing struggles with fertility. She's been through IVF. She's had multiple miscarriages. She's done egg freezing. She's done everything. Ten years. She's been Ten years. on this, as she described it, journey. She writes... We rightly talk about privilege in this era of social change, but hardly anyone acknowledges fertility privilege. 
I wouldn't post about my glorious babies on social media in much the same way I wouldn't post about my expansive mansion or my fleet of Bentleys. Not that I have any of those, because it's thoughtless to those who don't have these things. Forget the language of privilege for a second. Isn't it just lacking in basic empathy? Isn't it just being a good human? Oh, I couldn't disagree more, even though I love her. Okay, so we'll cut it there for the minute and we'll go back to it. But no, absolutely (laughs) not. No. And I think coming from, so like obviously Mia Freeman's had her fertility struggles and... I, you know, Jessie's just found out she's pregnant or she's about to have a baby actually and hers was a surprise pregnancy. So as being someone who has been on the fertility journey for eight years and Mm. in a fairly similar situation to Elizabeth, no, you can't restrict your own, you can't restrict others around you from celebrating their happiness because of your situation. Yeah, it's a hard one because obviously, like I, I, I can see where she's coming from but at the same time i just think there's got to be a point where we're accountable for our own feelings yeah like that's like saying oh you know if you get a brand new job or you get a promotion don't post about it but if you get fired then absolutely go nuts yeah i don't understand why we only celebrate people's misery and we can't celebrate the good stuff and this that statement led me to three main thoughts one was i actually usually quite enjoy seeing my friends announce their pregnancies don't get me wrong there is a little part of me that might feel jealous or might be a little bit hurt but i genuinely feel the joy alongside it i'm not going to let someone or you know expect someone to not be happy about it because i can't experience that at the moment secondly i just bought a new car and if i want to flaunt it because we worked hard for it i damn well will so you know it's the same thing like i think that if you're working for it then I don't really understand, or even if you're not, like if it is a surprise pregnancy, I don't think that you should have your joy taken away from you on the off chance that there's a, you might upset other people. And I can totally understand how triggering it would be for people. And I'm definitely coming at this from the privileged position of having not struggled. And I very much am aware of that. And I always say, you know, I know I'm coming at this from a position of privilege, but to tell people that they're not allowed to post their pregnancy announcements, just, no. I, I'd never heard of this before. I was quite shocked, and to be honest. you and I had an old mutual friend who had a similar train of thought where anytime someone would post yes. about their happy relationship, she would be hurt by that to the point that we no longer speak to that person because it just became a constant battle of us feeling guilty for being in happy, healthy relationships and her wanting that so badly and being so hurt by everything we posted with our partners, boyfriends, fiancés, husbands, whatever they were at the time. And there was a lot of like very passive aggressive posts on Facebook constantly. This is back when people used to use Facebook (laughs) and actually upload more than just like a photo with a you know word when you it. documented your life hour by hour with facebook status yeah exactly and it was constantly like if you're happy in your relationship we shouldn't see it on facebook you know that's so fake blah 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 and it's just like i have we not all evolved to the point of knowing and understanding and approaching social media from the standpoint that yes people are high putting up their highlight reels yeah Exactly. Like, I think that surely you, that's a mutual understanding by now. If you were to look at my personal Instagram and Facebook, 99% of it is my highlight reel. You probably wouldn't know from most of my content 
that I'm on this fertility struggle. It's just not something I put on my personal Facebook. Yes, I put it on our podcast socials because we but, talk about it an awful yeah, lot. Yeah. But it's not something that I generally put, as you said, in my highlight reel for day-to-day viewing. And people don't generally want to see the negatives. And, you know, they scroll social media as an outlet to... You know, when they're bored, when they've got spare time and they want to see happy things. And yeah, I just don't feel like we should be taking that away from people. Like, how is it, where does it, where does it end then? If we can't post a pregnancy announcements or baby showers or new cars or new houses or new jobs or new husbands, where does it end? So yeah. we can't ever put anything positive on social media because it might hurt someone who doesn't have that? Yeah, I think that it's definitely one of those interesting touch points as we move forward and obviously I think society is coming around to approaching a lot of things with a lot more compassion and understanding of other people's feelings on things but I had never considered that me getting pregnant would be detrimental to strangers or mutual friends or random people on the internet like Mm -hmm. when it came to me telling you that I was pregnant I was scared and I was really like it took me a while to come around to it because I knew you would be absolutely over the moon for us because that's the kind of person you are you're Mm -hmm. my best friend but I just approached that gently and what am I going to do like not see you for nine months that's it we're going to put our friendship on hold because you happen to be pregnant like it doesn't work by the way world doesn't work that way and no unfortunately as much as it sucks sometimes seeing what often feels like everybody else get pregnant around you yeah it's not their fault like that's something where you've got to manage your own feelings about that situation yeah and if that means staying off social media because you don't know what you're going to see then stay off it if that means going to get therapy so that if you do see it you can handle it then do so but i think we have to step up and take responsibility for our own responses mm-hmm. and feelings to these things because yeah. If I sat there and I allowed every happy announcement on social media for something that I didn't have to affect me, I'd be an absolutely bloody miserable person. I would, like, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. Where, where does it end? So it just baffles me that you can expect people to, and how, how is that fair? You don't know if that person's worked so hard to get that pregnancy, mm. like, most of the time you don't know someone's fertility journey so what you think is just someone flaunting their pregnancy in your face may be a pregnancy they've worked for years to get and why should they not be able to finally have their moment and make their decision and make their announcement because it might hurt someone else like god willing when the time comes are we making a pregnancy announcement hopefully one day and yes i will be conscious and aware that there will probably be people around especially if There might be some of you in our community here who might be hurt by that. And as much guilt as I would feel, I still wouldn't want to miss out on my moment of being able to share that happiness. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I think that's something that Mia kind of touches on a bit later on in the episode is to say, well, who does this fertility privilege actually sit with? Because if a woman has gone through trials and tribulations, IVF cycles, miscarriage, then is she still entitled, like, are you going to call her privilege when she does finally get pregnant? Yeah. Or is it because it was hard for her that she will get the title of not being privileged? Yeah. And then does that mean that somebody who accidentally gets pregnant should be vilified for that because, oh, well, they didn't even work for it? I just think 
that we need to have compassion for both sides. Yeah. Like, and I don't think anybody ever gets pregnant and doesn't feel a twinge of guilt because every woman will know somebody who is trying to have a baby. I know several people who are trying to have a baby. And the thing is that when I've told them that I am pregnant, I've approached it with kindness and understanding that my news might be upsetting for them. But I'm not going to hide away in a chapel and let nuns look after me for nine months because I might upset someone in my circle. Like that's And when it comes to sharing it on social media, it's fair to say that most people who follow you on any form of social media probably aren't in that minority of struggling to conceive or struggling to have a baby or whatever mm. it may be. So majority of your followers, whether they're friends, family or whatever, are going to be happy for you, are going to want to see the announcement and may even question why you don't tell them that you're pregnant yeah. if you don't. So yeah. it's it's such a strange place to be in where, that, as this Mum Mia podcast goes on, they talk about influences and people you don't know and just people you randomly follow versus your friends and family and stuff. But regardless of who it is, as you said, if you're conscious that someone close to you is experiencing difficulty then generally you're going to do that gently and kindly and probably before you make a social media post yeah but once you've done that that's all you can really do we can't safeguard every friend we have on facebook or every follow we have on instagram it's just not possible yeah and i think that the other side of things when it comes to influencers like i'm sure that lots of people will look at an influencer living in a mansion and be like oh my god like you know it's you know, they've gotten to their position because they're beautiful or they went on a TV show or, you know, some of these people who pop up on reality TV shows, you kind of, if you follow them, you're sort of like, this person doesn't particularly have talent or anything, but somehow they've become really popular. Yeah. And then that person capitalizes on that fame, ends up being a very successful business person. Yeah. Like, are you going to hate them as well? I just think, like, if that's the case, why would you bother following them if it's going to enrage you? Well, that's it. When she says Bentleys and mansions and stuff, so assuming there we're just talking about anyone who has nicer things or goals that we want that we don't have or we don't have yet, like, wh- where do we draw the line? So Yeah, what's the... the difference between someone being inspirational and aspirational? Yeah. And is that not up to you as a person that's engaging in social media to decide that if they're going to constantly trigger you and upset you don't follow them yeah if this is too harmful for me and i'm experiencing whatever feelings i may be experiencing then maybe i need to take a step back and jump off social media for a while Mm. and let's face it pregnant people are out there in the world they're walking down the street they're everywhere (laughs) you notice them even more so when you're trying to get pregnant than before exactly like are you attacking random pregnant women in the shops because there they are flaunting their belly because they're waddling down the aisle like (laughs) sorry but that's we can't help that trust me i'd love to never have to go to the shops or go out at all i thought you were saying never want to waddle again (laughs) (laughs) look that's inevitable um i feel like i'll be waddling in a week or two but you know it's just it's an interesting concept and nothing that like with everything and all the guilt and all the terrifying things that pop up never once have I gone gee I'm in the most privileged position in the whole wide world because I got to have my babies and but I'm not going to tell anybody about it because I don't want to make anyone else feel bad I have constantly felt grateful for the situation that I'm in and we spoke about this last week that feeling of 
feeling like absolute crap, but trying to be grateful for it at yeah. the same time and saying, well, actually you're entitled to feel however you feel. And if you feel sick, you can feel sick and you could feel grateful at the same time. It doesn't yeah. take away from your experience. And just because someone's sharing an announcement doesn't mean they're ungrateful. Like, no. You don't know how that person's feeling. There's only so much content you can get into a social media post. And also, it's not up to that pregnant person to tell you their entire life story as to how they got to the point of being pregnant. No. Like, that's actually not... Like, I don't know why... for your feelings. Yeah, I'm not sure why we expect that of people, and I think it's just this era that we live in, social media, it is really intense. But, yeah, the idea of, like, not being able to put up a baby scan because it might trigger other people or not sharing your bump photos because it might trigger somebody else it's just something i am shocked that it's in the zeitgeist that we're talking about it now yeah it just seems crazy um we'll play a bit more because i have a few other discussions about other related topics which is another podcast she does she talked about the complexity of fertility privilege particularly the pain of seeing friends share scams without warning on social media and here's what she said what a lot of women go through when they also have social media. We've become a society where it's not only acceptable, it's expected that people will share their baby scans. I... But it is. Like, these days, it, it is so normal. And if most people do share their baby scans, and she goes on to say about she's had numerous baby scans and never had a baby, and I completely get that feeling mm. of having hundreds and hundreds of scans in your lifetime and constantly seeing nothing or you know what was there is no longer there and all those kind of things and it's heartbreaking but never once have i looked at another woman's scan and gone oh well i don't it the scans don't make me feel any certain way more so than anything else like mm. it's so normal and it's all it's interesting like i think it's exciting like yeah. i was talking to my mum and she obviously had three kids but this was you know in the 80s so she said to me, like, the only, she, I think she said the only person she actually got really any scans with was me. And she got two, one at the very beginning to confirm she was pregnant and then one right at the end to make sure everything was okay. Yeah. Like, and she's like, oh, I think it's so interesting. And every time I go to my OB or I go and have a scan, she wants to know and she wants to see the photos. And it's a way of connecting to that child before they come along. Yeah. And I just, I don't really understand why that should be taken away. It's it's exciting for most people. Yeah. And it's a good way to be able to connect. Like you're sort of going through so many emotions. And especially I think this is something I've kind of thought about a lot with baby number two coming along because Ted and I have such a strong bond. I already know that that bond is there. I haven't really felt all that connected to baby number two yet. But the other day when I went to a scan and I got my little you know, care package for my OB and there were little newborn nappies. <laughs> it sort of like cemented to me the reality of it and I started to feel more connected yep. to that baby. And now I feel like we've actually started to get some names. I'm going to change up some stuff in the nursery. I feel like I'm start. it's actually helped to like kickstart my nesting. Absolutely. And it's like when I talk about my miscarriages and how the first one was so much harder because I had that connection, because we had those scans, we'd seen and connected with that baby. And yeah. they're such a big, important part. And technology is developing crazily year by year. Mm-hmm. It would almost be a shame not to share them. Yeah, I know. And it's just, 
I have a private Instagram and it is full of Ted. But the people <laughs> who follow me are all my friends and family. Like they're people who otherwise would be in a giant group message with constant photos trickling in. So yeah. I just think if following a celebrity that's going to trigger you while they're going through their pregnancy, like maybe just don't follow yeah. them. Like, maybe. I don't know. Obviously, it's a personal choice. and But I thought this was an interesting one because I did wonder, like given that you're in a similar situation to the writer, whether you would feel the same or if you would feel Yeah, and different. look, it, it's, I feel like the world has gone a little bit too crazy PC these days in some scenarios. Um, I feel like expecting others to take responsibility for our own feelings is excessive, but everyone's feelings are valid. So while my journey may be very similar to hers, we may be at a very similar time length and have very similar experiences, maybe I'm coping with my internal feelings better than she is. And that doesn't make hers any less valid. Mm. I'm going to make a statement here that people will probably find pivotal. For me, the one that riles me right up is when people say secondary infertility is comparable to infertility. That gets me going. I don't think that's true because at the end of the day, if you already have a baby, that's going to feel totally different. But you would be totally surprised different. how many people in support forums and groups are adamant that secondary fertility is just as bad. And yeah. that riles no. me up to the extreme. And people will crucify me for saying that and you can't judge another woman for how she feels. But it, it, that's how I feel in mm. my eyes. If you have experienced pregnancy and being a mother and birth and all those kind of things, you are already better off than someone who's been trying their whole lives or their whole yeah. lives or however long to have that. And I've had people say to me, oh, I understand how you feel. You know, I've been trying for four years to have my second and it's just so hard. And it's like, well, you don't understand mm. because your situation is very different. But people will swear back black and blue that secondary infertility is just as bad as initial infertility. I think and, it's awful, but I certainly oh, don't think it's the it's, same. Not it, at all. Of course it's awful. Anyone who wants to have a child who can't have one or is struggling to have one, it is awful. But that's what riles me up when yeah. people compare the two. And that's my opinion. And it will make some people judge me in a certain way because, as I said, a lot of the support forums and stuff I'm in are all very, no, no, your secondary infertility is just as bad and we take that stance here. But... So while Elizabeth Day is allowed to have her feelings and regardless of whether they agree with the mainstream or the norm or not, and we can't police other people's lives. I just feel like it's another thing that women are being made to feel guilty about. Like yeah. I cannot tell you the list of things in my head constantly that I am feeling guilty, ashamed or scared of and this is just another thing that I feel like is being lumped on top of women to be like, oh, also you aren't considering other people's feelings if you're celebrating your happiness in this way. Yeah. And I just think that's so unfair, like as if you're not dealing with enough. I don't know why taking on even more responsibility for people you probably, like, do don't you really know, know these personally. people? Like, yeah. in, in the conversation from Elizabeth, she was explaining that it was the, the ones that really triggered her were famous people. And I'm like, but you don't know that person. Like, yeah. I can understand when she said that, you know, she's had friends who have directly, Sent without warning, yeah. just been like, hey, here's my pregnancy announcement. Whereas I think that is maybe a little bit callous. Like, if she has been open and honest with those friends about her struggle, then I do think there needs to be an air of 
uh, gently breaking news to the like those kind of people who are in your mm. orbit. But if it's somebody you don't know, I'm just what, not what sure can that you that's actually right. expect from them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it just seems a little crazy. And as Mia goes on to talk about later in their episode, where where do you determine who has the fertility privilege and who doesn't? Now yeah. she has three kids these days, but she took a long time and a lot of loss to get there. Yeah. So. Do we say that she has fertility privilege because she ultimately ended up with her three children or does she not because it was such a struggle for her to get there? Is it anyone who ends up with a baby is suddenly privileged? Because if we go back to what privilege generally is or what it first started off with, it's usually a term of wealth. Yeah, absolutely. And that comes from two places. Or status. Yeah, you're born with it or you work for it. So, again, who's got it? The person who's worked for it or the person who's born with it? And, you know, when it comes to your ethnicity, it's different, I guess, because, you know, if you're born a white person in today's modern world, then you do automatically have privilege because you're not facing the hardships of... Yeah, systemic racism is going to be as... But when we talk about privilege around fertility, like, it's so hard to gauge who we would classify as privileged and who we wouldn't. Yeah, and I think it also makes it really hard for people who haven't struggled to feel like their feelings of excitement are valid. Like I think that's definitely something I already felt kind of shitty about because I was like, well, I have obviously been by your side for the last seven years Mm -hmm. and like I just, I've always been acknowledging of the fact that like we haven't had to do it the way that you have had to do it. that's all you can really do. Like if you're someone who is and i don't want to say privilege because i don't feel like it's the right word if you're someone who is fortunate i guess he privilege is just luck again isn't it so if you're someone who's managed to have a baby then yes take some sensitivities if you know people who are close to you who are struggling but beyond that what else can we do like Mm. you don't really know the people following you all that well or you probably don't know their stories you don't know who you're going to hurt or not hurt and upset by sharing something and if we go back to it not being just about pregnancy about being a good person in general for not flaunting yeah things, i thought that was strange like what? such an odd turn of phrase to say that not flaunting your gorgeous babies online it's like but i'm proud of my kid yeah. why cannot like i i don't equate having my beautiful little boy patting his dog as the same as driving around in a Bentley and telling people I'm better than them because I have a Bentley. <laughs> I do what? If you do have That's a Bentley crazy. and you want to post it on your own social media, what post are you going to do? Bentley, you, you don't sit there and consider <laughs> everyone who follows you going, oh, well, that person can't afford one and that person can't afford one, so I better not post it because these, like, it's ridiculous. It is it's crazy. never going to happen. Yeah. You know, it, it's actually insane. Like, oh, she, she's not insane, but the notion of, us expecting other people to pander to our emotions like this just completely baffles me. Like, this seems like a very real instance where perhaps she's not coping, perhaps she's coming Mm. to the part of her journey where mentally and emotionally it's becoming too much. Yeah. Because, yes, there are things that make me bitter. Like, if I see in my previous line of work, I worked frontline with a lot of people who were low socioeconomic, if I saw someone who came in and they had eight kids taken off them and they were pregnant again, that made me bitter. If I saw someone who was high as a kite on meth come in and they were pregnant or had a newborn, 
that made me bitter. See, and I think that's the point of being not a terrible person. Yeah. Like, like she's saying, like those people not treating the gift that they've been given with respect and love and just common decency. I think that's a fair thing to be angry about, <laughs> but you know, being angry at somebody just because they're living their life just seems. And I just feel like <sighs> this is probably more of a reflection on her not being able to process those feelings at this time and moment mm. and needing to take some steps to protect herself, whether that means jumping off social media. I know that if I'm having a rough day, and by rough day I mean, you know, any of the days immediately following a miscarriage or a failed transfer or some generally very bad news, I stay off social media because yeah. I know that seeing other people's pregnancy announcements because they happen all the time, mm is going to send me over the edge. So pick your dates. If you can't handle it at that time and point, don't do it. And if you can't handle it at all, then... Don't use it. My husband doesn't have social yeah. media. It's not actually a prerequisite for existing in society. But it's also not shameful if you go and get help for dealing with those emotions. Oh, absolutely. Like, if you're finding that someone's showing off their baby shower and, you know, having a photo of their baby shower or having photos of their car or their house is triggering you, it's probably time to go and get some help with coping with those feelings yeah. because that just sounds so unhealthy. Yeah, I think definitely that's the hard thing, right? Like if you're, and I think this can be triggering on so many different levels. If you see people on social media who have more wealth than you or are doing seemingly better in their career or they have the gym body that you've always wanted. And if you're really struggling to cope, then I really would suggest that therapy is a good way to go because it is really hard and so many studies have been done into mental health effects from social media we know it's not good for us yeah so i'm not really sure why it's come as such a surprise and such a talking point now to say that oh well this other thing that is considered something people want to achieve is now being blown up into a huge thing like does that mean that if you are a gym bunny and you're working really hard that you shouldn't put your body on the internet because oh well it might upset somebody who is struggling to lose weight like it's I just think that it's all kind of the same we know that social media is damaging so if you're going through something that is already difficult for you to process it's probably a good time to take a break from it and rather than point your anger and frustration at the person who's got whatever the thing is that you want and as Jessie pointed out on the Mamma Mia podcast those unexpected or surprise pregnancies that people are blessed with that they haven't tried for that have just happened often come with much much higher rates of antenatal and postnatal depression so yeah. because she has this privilege of having fallen pregnant by surprise there is actually a much higher risk of her developing some form of depression around that because perhaps she's not as mentally prepared for that pregnancy as someone who's been trying for so long so oh, how can yeah. we call someone who's struggling with depression privileged like it just doesn't the word can't be allocated to someone that easily yeah i think that's probably a good point is that maybe it's being overused in this situation because the concept of whether somebody has gone through a whole lot or not gone through a whole lot shouldn't dictate their worthiness of having it and yeah. i think that a word like privilege comes with a lot of weight as if somebody who is privileged is not as deserving of whatever it is that they've ended up with 
Yeah. And I just think that's so unfair. Like, it, it's one thing to be aware that there will be people struggling and being kind mm. and sensitive, but to expect people to pander to you is... I would never expect anyone to uh, make any compromises for my feelings. And as much as I'm grateful that you do, it's not your responsibility, like, to manage my feelings. If you, like... I, I very much appreciate that you come to me and you tell me and we have a gentle conversation about it before it becomes this big public ordeal. But at the end of the day, that's not your job. That's just an extra kind step you take because I love you and we're best friends at yeah, the end of the day. But you. it's not something you're obligated to do either because it's your pregnancy and it's your time to celebrate. So you shouldn't have to take on other people's feelings when it comes to that. And I think when you mentioned the other week about you know, you were scared about taking on other people's grief if you were to lose a pregnancy. Mm. It's the same thing. Like, taking on other people's emotions is so draining it and is. not good for you. You can't physically be sitting there taking into account every single person you might upset by celebrating good news in your life. Yeah, and especially if you're already a mum, you're day in, day out taking somebody else's emotions on because <laughs> uh, you're wrangling a child and they can't regulate their own emotions. So... Trying to extrapolate that out to strangers just seems like an extra step of stress and concern on women that shouldn't be there. But yeah, I think ultimately, like, I feel for her and I can completely understand the position she's in because, mm. you know, 10 years is a long time and I'm coming up to eight years myself and it is a rough, rough journey. It, it really does suck. But... I think it goes one of two ways. You either learn to cope better as time goes on or you get worse and it just becomes unbearable. And it sounds like she's probably in that latter scenario where mm. maybe it's getting to a point where it's unbearable. And not everyone who goes through fertility treatments will end up with a baby, unfortunately. Yeah. It, it's just not going to happen for everybody. And the further you get into that, the more realistic it seems to people like myself that that may be something that is a possibility that you may not actually end up with a biological baby of your own. And it sounds like she's currently grasping with that. And mm. that's maybe where, because it almost feels like an attack to say you're not caring or you're not a good human yeah, by sharing think, these things. I think just that, like the thing that upset me the most was probably that comment of saying like, aren't we just trying to be decent humans like why are we doing this and I just feel like that's quite vitriolic yeah to say that a mother celebrating and sharing her child is some kind of aggressive move or being done in a way that is yeah malicious yeah. and trying to hurt others and I can tell you every time I share a photo of my little Ted bear there is never any part of me that is thinking that I'm doing this to hurt other people. If I genuinely thought that, I wouldn't do it. But I and know that it makes... going to react the same way. Like, no. I genuinely love seeing photos of Ted. I love spending time with Ted. It is the, an absolute joy for me that I get to see your little boy three, four, five days a week. Yeah. But some women wouldn't cope with that. And it's... You and can't... that's fine. But then yeah. I think you, you would need to take that on yourself. And even when I told you, and I actually consulted a mother's group anonymously and asked for advice on how to deliver the information to mm. you. 
that because I was like, I haven't been in this situation before. Like my best friend's amazing. I love her. She's so supportive, so close, but I have fallen pregnant again. Unfortunately, we were hoping to be pregnant at the same time or, you know, something would happen. And it just, the timing was that your cycle didn't work out and I ended up getting pregnant. And that's crappy timing, but it's not your fault. No, and that's the thing. And I just asked for advice. I said, what is the best way to deliver this news? Because although it's exciting news, I know it would also come with the side of upset. And people said, look, you know, she is your best friend. She is going to be happy for you. Be in like very mindful that it will be upsetting. And when I messaged you, because I was told like, don't do it face to face because then people feel the pressure to react a certain way. And that can obviously be even harder. So You're giving them the space to yeah, either not so, respond or respond in their own time exactly. or experience so, their own emotions without putting that back on exactly. you. So I sent you a message and I said, I told you what was going on. And I said, look, if you need some space from me, you just say the word. I am here if you want to keep being as close as we are if you need the space i am a hundred percent in understanding of that situation and you know you were just like so amazing you wrote back i was like in floods of tears sending this text message because i was so terrified that you know i was going to lose you but i knew deep down that that wouldn't happen because you're not that person but i certainly never set out to get pregnant to attack you no and that's the thing no one ever sets out to have a baby just to spite people who can't like And there's a girl on TikTok who's quite popular in the infertility sector and they've lost pregnancies. Mm-hmm. And she put up a post the other day, which really, like, it really clicked with me, is that we can experience so many different emotions all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm upset and I'm worried that it might never happen for me and I'm hurt that it doesn't work out for me last time doesn't mean I'm not genuinely thrilled for you. Like you can experience this range of emotions and it can make it harder because you're so conflicted. Mm. Like you genuinely want to present joy to the person telling you, but that may not be the initial reaction on your face or something as it comes through because your brain is literally ticking and processing about which one of those emotions takes prevalent. Now I think it's also a different scenario for us because we have been so close for so long. Mm. So the initial feeling for, me with you is genuinely joy which is the overwhelming feeling but if it was someone else who maybe i weren't so close to Mm. or i wasn't so involved with then it you know the hurt or the worry might be the prevalent feeling in that scenario and i think that's that's not on though like i think that's totally valid i have not that it's exactly the same but i have been in a situation where i've looked at somebody else on social media and they're doing something that i could only freaking dream of but absolutely isn't going to happen travel's a big one for me at the moment i'm really missing being able to travel and i know that that is not going to be in my plan for at least five years because mm-hmm. we're going to have a newborn baby we've got a brand new little man like the idea of getting on a plane and With jetting two under off, two is not going to happen no and like a bunch of my friends are going to greece for one of the girls birthday in a couple of months and I know that if it was a couple of years ago I would also have been invited on that trip but instead I found out on social media that they were all going together I don't hate them for that and I'm not angry at them for that you can be a little bit sad but I was just like oh man (laughs) oh that's like that's that's a big stab in the guts but at the same time 
I'm so excited for them. We're going to have the best time doing Yacht Week for a birthday. Yeah. I just think so we, this notion of resenting people who have what we want or, you know, whether it's the lifestyle, whether it's the baby, whether it's the physical, you know, wealth or whatever it is, mm. like... It's, I think it just hurts yourself. Like the yeah. more vitriol you hold against people who have things that you want, the more upset you're going to be. And if social media is that triggering for you, get off it. Yeah. Have some space away from it. And if your friends are randomly sending you pictures of pregnancy scans, you need to have some serious chats with your yeah, friends. Yeah, just about, have a chat. Um, <gasps> hey, you know I'm struggling with this. Could you guys not send me this? It's upsetting me. Yeah. And I think that if they're genuinely your friends and if they're that close to sending you scans, like, I don't really Maybe understand they why they wouldn't. engage what the reaction yeah. would be. Maybe they thought it would cheer you up. And people perceive things so incorrectly all of the time. Mm -hmm. We're not mind readers. People's body language is all over the shop. We can't expect people to just know how we're going to feel. No, exactly. And I think the other side of it is that expecting people to only share the horrible news is also really hard it's like oh you know actually i want you to share when things go horribly wrong and trauma dump you know because i need to see that you are having a hard time like i just think that that's unreasonable request as well and if they did you would hate them for that because it would just be this pool like of is that not what you triggering <laughs> i don't know yeah i don't if you would just say, for example, posting Ted's tantrums and the day he didn't sleep and anything negative that happened, I would be like, oh, my God, like, what am I getting myself into? Mm, like I know. I'm <laughs> trying to shield you from it. It took me, like, half an hour to get him down, and I was like, dude, you're not you're not showing your best self here. Come on. <laughs> but, yeah, and it's the whole word, word privilege. It just doesn't sit right with me in the aspect of fertility. It's I don't think those two fair. words should be held together and I certainly don't think they should be weaponized against women who have found that, that they're pregnant. Yeah. I just think that's a really unfair statement for women who are already dealing with the whole lot. And we talked about it last week. Jessie talks about it in their podcast. Everyone experiences different levels of anxiety in pregnancy at yeah, the best of times. Absolutely. You know, even when they refer to those blissful pregnancies or pregnancies that have no general concerns, you're still going to be somewhat anxious. Yeah, especially. I don't know anybody who's ever gotten pregnant and gone through their entire pregnancy and never once been like, oh, something bad might happen. Like, it just, you play through it all the time. It doesn't matter if it's your first baby or your 15th baby. There are times where you have concerns. Every time you have a scan, you're like, is everything going to be okay? You have different tests throughout your pregnancy for different things like, you know, birth defects and GD and all different things. Like there's always going to be concern through a pregnancy to put an extra pressure on people who are trying to have their babies and just trying to move through the pregnancy cycle where you're already feeling not the most fantastic anyway. I just think it's extra stress to put on people who are already in a heightened situation. And remembering that most people aren't going to be honest with you about how they're feeling either, especially yeah. if they're just someone that you interact with on social media and not so much in real life. Even if you ask someone directly about a feeling, there's a good chance they might lie to you. Like, yeah, that's Just a good because point. someone says they're okay doesn't mean they're actually okay. And just because you might say to someone, oh, you know, are you feeling anxious? And they say no, doesn't mean that's generally the case. Like... Mm. People aren't going to share everything. Not everyone's going to get on a podcast and gabber about the interests of their <laughs> lives like we do and overshare everything. Um, some people 
don't want to and don't have that comfortability to talk about their innermost thoughts and feelings to the world. So just because someone presents if they're okay doesn't mean they actually are either. Yeah. But yeah, I think that whole thing just irked me a little because it did make me think of that friend we had and her stance mm. and on relationships and it just it almost made me feel embarrassed as someone to be in the same position as Elizabeth that that's the kind of view of people in our position that she's putting out there is yeah. that we may all feel that bitter or we may all it just seems ridiculous and it's not the case for a lot of us I think her feelings are valid but I think it's definitely coming into her feelings and that's something for her to manage and I think she does the one they said in a later podcast I mean where she does acknowledge that she needs to manage her triggers and her feelings herself which is I think is the biggest part of it is mm. just being responsible for your own feelings and your own reactions to things yeah absolutely oh well that was a lot guys I, I if you're looking for the original podcast you can go and find it obviously Mamma Mia is huge it's the out loud show with jesse holly and mia and mm-hmm. uh, they post like three times a week it's a really great podcast we always listen to it because yeah. they touch on all different things and they've all got such different views on everything yeah, good because they've good. got three different perspectives yeah absolutely so it was really interesting to hear from amy's perspective when i was listening to it i was like oh my god have i actually been the most insensitive <laughs> asshole this whole time because i'd never thought of it and jesse sort of was like i never thought of it either and i was like okay. god love her she sounds so innocent the whole thing and like she's so supportive of elizabeth through the whole podcast and she's mm. like but we have to validate and she feels this way but i feel like validating that kind of notion that you're a bad person if you post your child's birthday party is not going to help anyone because no. it's it's not a valid notion for most of society and no. as holly mentions most adults will fall pregnant or have a child in their lifetime it's the majority and unfortunately if you're going to be triggered it's going to be out there a lot mm. yeah that's it those that if that's going to be an issue then living in our society would be really difficult as well and no one's saying it's not tough like, <sighs> i'm no, absolutely, absolutely not saying it's not tough because it does seem like Every person around you is pregnant and it does seem like everyone's moving on with their lives. As I said, if anyone, and they have said to me about secondary infertility being worse, I will bite right back and tell them that's not how I feel and I don't agree with them. Mm. Um, If I see someone who is evidently not fit to be a parent, and I mean like a drug addict or someone whose children are in care because of their neglect, then I will absolutely make it known by my facial expressions and my body (laughs) language that that makes me bitter. But... It's up to me to mask that bitterness in real life yeah. and manage those emotions and process them for myself. Yeah, because what are you going to get out of walking up to a drugo who's high as a kite with their pregnant belly and having to talk to them about their <laughs> life choices? Good chance that they know um, what they're doing. Unfortunately, they've just made terrible life choices and that's their life. You've yeah. just got to allow people to do whatever it is that they're doing and just manage yourself because that's all you can do. And that applies to so many different aspects yeah. in life. So. But please, if you are that triggered by social media and whether it be babies, cars, houses, jobs, get some help because it, it's not a negative thing to get the help. To, no, absolutely To have not. someone to talk to. Like, I'm very fortunate. I have you, I have my husband, and I have a close circle that I am comfortable to speak to. Mm. But there's people who don't. So find a therapist that you gel with and use them as your outlet because you need it. Yeah, absolutely. Social media is supposed to be something that is 
just a little time filler. It's not supposed to be ruining your life and no. making you question everything that you're doing and making you have really intense negative feelings towards the people in your orbit. That's not what it's no. supposed to be for. And if it is, maybe it's time for a break. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, I think we've rambled enough. <laughs> we got a bit passionate about that one. We sorry. did, we did. And that's why we wanted to jump on here. It wasn't sort of in the schedule. We do have lots of things that we want to talk with you guys over the next couple of weeks, months, etc. So if you want to send in anything that you would like us to discuss, we've already got mm -hmm. a few that have come in from listeners. Thank you for those. We are working on them. But please do hit us up on our socials. We have Facebook, we have TikTok, and we have Instagram. You can come and find us there, follow us there. We post lots of different things from little funny videos with Ted. If you are wondering what he looks like, he is on our TikTok. Um, and then Amy is showing a lot of her process through her IVF journey this time around, which is really interesting. There's a lot of TikTok content at the moment, but it's a yeah. very good mix of, you know, both of our different lives currently and yeah. it's just well it's a general mishmash of everything that's happening with us but you know if it that's what this is <laughs> it's the bumps and the besties that's what our life looks like so come and join us listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast don't forget to follow us or subscribe wherever you listen and we will speak with you guys next, next week, week. Bye. bye